What's up, everyone? My name is Tate Baker, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nolan Unthink, and this is the D-Zone Weekly Podcast. We cover high school hoops across the state. I myself cover the greater Grand Rapids area, while Nolan covers both Southwest and West Michigan. Um, Essentially, we'll go over the previous week's games, preview some of the upcoming week's biggest matchups, and Nolan will offer his weekly power rankings update. A little bit about ourselves. Um, I myself am a Comstock Park and Grand Valley alum, uh, before joining the D-Zone, I covered high school hoops and football for MLive and prephoops.com, and I've been with the D-Zone uh, since last April. Uh, Nolan, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah, I graduated from Byron Center in 2019, and now I'm at Western Michigan. I'm a junior here, and I started releasing rankings for the Grand Rapids area back when I was about a senior in high school, and I've been doing it for about three years now. I joined the D zone about a year and a half ago to help out with their recruiting stuff and just to get more exposure on my articles. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into the games that we covered this past week. Um, On Tuesday, I was at the East Grand Rapids and Rockford game and East Grand Rapids uh, came out with a 63 to 58 win. excuse me, Rockford came out with a 63 to 58 win. Um, Rockford kind of controlled that game uh, from start to finish, really. Uh, their front line really gave East Grand Rapids a lot of problems. Um, see, some of the guys I want to mention, uh, Charlie Dutch, uh, Dutch, excuse me, uh, Blake Murphy, Caden Porkerzinski, and Jack Lamancusa, uh, you know, really all over the glass and uh, making their presence felt on both ends of the court. Uh, for East Grand Rapids, um, Simon Newhouse, he led the game with 28 points. A lot of that came from the mid-range. Um, last year, uh, I was out of quite a few of East Grand Rapids' games uh, down the stretch of their season, and he kind of emerged as, you know, one of the, the better players in the area and a guy that can, can get a bucket in a, a number of different ways. Um, he's, he's really physically developed uh, for his age, um, and it seems like he's um, continuing to evolve, uh, you know, um, in his offensive game and his, his ability to score both off of isolation sets and uh, the sets that they, they run for uh, Simon. Um, so, yeah, um, that game uh, was a good, good one to get started, uh, start the season off with. Uh, Nolan, what game were you at on Tuesday? Yeah, on Tuesday I was at Porter Central High School. They played at Seago, a couple of the more premier teams around this area. Chico's had a really good program the past few years. They returned their senior star guard, Ashton Atwater. He's got D3 interest, some NAIA interest. And uh, he got started pretty early, scoring 17 points in the first half. They jumped out to a 35-22 halftime lead over Porter Central, who's a bigger school than Osego. And then in the second half, they pulled away towards the end of the third quarter. They were ahead by about seven. And then... Once the Porter Central broke out the press in the fourth quarter, they got back into the game and cut it to about six points with a few minutes to go. But then Atwater was clutch at the free throw line, knocking down almost every free throw to just cure the victory for Otsego. But then Otsego ended up losing on Friday to Dewajak, which was a pretty big upset. So okay. that was surprising to me. So kind of a back and forth week for Otsego. Um, speaking of Otsego, uh, are they, you know, one of the teams in that area do – for you to expect to um, compete for a conference title and maybe a a run in the the MHSA playoffs? Yeah, they should be able to do pretty solid this year in the Wolverine Conference. It's pretty down. There's not that many good teams. Pawpaw's down. They they contended last year and beat out Seagull once. Three Rivers lost some guys. 
So the conference is more down. I think they could easily make a run at the conference title, but going into the district playoffs will be a lot tougher because they're usually matched up in like the Hopkins district in that area. And they have to face some teams from closer to Grand Rapids, which is a lot more difficult. Sure. All right, let's move on uh, to Friday's games. Um, so on Friday, I was at the Quest Center at Grand Rapids Christian High School to check out their game against the reigning Division II state champs, Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Uh, Catholic Central came out with a 58-55 to 55 win, um, and it was a game that Christian was up by double digits. I think it was up to 21 points at one point. Um, you know, and last year, uh, as good as Catholic Central was, you know, can't be much better than undefeated state championship, but they had a lot of games where, you know, they got off to a slow start and it really took, you know, the break at, at half for them to, to get going and uh, really uh, let their, their talent kind of show. Um, it was interesting. Um, Jack Karazinski, uh, the William and Mary commit, uh, he didn't seem to have too many uh, touches in the first half. And I think that was a, a product of, you know, what Christian was trying to do. And then, you know, a second half kind of flipped the, flipped the switch and you really see, saw him get going. He had, I think at least four or five dunks in the third quarter and um, you know, Catholic central got out running. And once, once they start running they're they're tough to beat um, another big, uh, big performance from their backcourt and Caden Brown and, and Darrell Brooks. Uh, those are two guys that, I think are going to be, um, you know, big time uh, college basketball players and, you know, prime time players uh, every time they step on the court this year. Uh, they're two guys that are just elite defenders, on ball defenders can make life um, just miserable for opposing backcourts. And they're also guys that can uh, create their own shot on the offensive side, um, do a great job of breaking down their defenders, uh, getting inside the lane. And, you know, when that happens, they've got so many other talented pieces that they can kick out and, um, you know, rely on other guys to make shots. So Christian uh, falls to one and one. Uh, Catholic Central starts the year one and oh and avoids um, starting out with uh, the loss. Uh, what game were you at on Friday, Nolan? Yeah, I didn't go to a game on Friday, but on Thursday I was at St. Joseph at Harper Creek. And Harper Creek's an interesting team down here over in Battle Creek. They, they returned just about everybody from last year. So I think they were about nine and seven last year. So. That's a, that's a decent record for last year, but when you bring everybody back, you could actually have something special this year. They're in a tough conference with Coldwater and Penfield, but I could see them upsetting either of those teams throughout this season. They uh, they started out by making a three in the first uh, possession of the game, then they missed their next 11 shots. They fell down uh, eight to three early. Then they closed that quarter on a 7-0 run and 10-8, and they just never looked back from there coming away with a 61 to 48 victory. Their, their best player, Ben Schaefer, led them with 14 points. They just seem like a very experienced crew that I can, I can see them doing some damage this year. Awesome. All righty. Um, so a couple of games uh, this upcoming week, there is, well, the big, the big game, I guess, on the calendar, the big event is the, the, the cornerstone showcase on Saturday. I think there's yep on Saturday, mm -hmm. four games and you'll be at that. Um, what, uh, what, I guess, what matchups within that are you most looking forward to? Let's, let's pull up, I guess, the, the games that are going on. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. The first one's Godwin Hampshire. I think that should be all right. Godwin, Godwin has yet to play a game this year. 
I think they play one early in the week next week before this to get tuned up, but that'll be a great game at one. Okay. Yeah. Um, they've got, you know, Godwin's got a great backcourt um, and Jakari Towns and Damari Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jakari has, has been on, you know, the everyone's radar for quite a, quite a while now. He's started as a freshman and he's uh, really kind of coming um, into into his own in his junior year as one of the best guards in the area and maybe the state. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to see, um, you know, how his offensive game has evolved and, you know, Godwin's always a program that's um, one of the more talented programs and I guess uh, year in and year out uh, consecutively. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if Damari, or Damari Thompson and Jakari Towns can, um, get Godwin going in the right direction. Um, any other matchups uh, within those four games that um, kind of excite you or anything pop out to you? Yeah, the six fifteen game between Rockford and Detroit Catholic Central should be a really good matchup between two of the bigger schools in the state. Detroit Catholic Central has a guy going to Oakland, uh, big forward Cooper Craggs. Yeah, I'm excited to be a see. Pretty good game. Yeah, I'm excited to see how uh, Rockford's front court um, handles that. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. they've just got so many bodies um they had you know sam chris last year who graduated is now at uh, the naval academy and he really um was you know the focal point of that program for the past three years um so it was you know a pretty big contrast seeing how that offense um kind of ran through him and it is now transitioning to just a number of guys uh that can you know go out and get get, get uh get a bucket I think um, they've had, yeah, they've had two different leading scores so far this year. So it's going to be, you know, kind of a, a rotating, rotating list of, of contributors for Rockford. Um, so one game I'm looking forward to this upcoming week, I will be at the Wyoming South Christian game on Tuesday. Uh, Wyoming's coming off of a tough loss to Northview, who is one of the best teams in the state. Um, but they, they stuck with it and it was not until late that Northview kind of, um, make the difference and um, kind of break away from them. Uh, Ramir Draper is one of the more impressive players in the area. He is getting above 20 points almost on a nightly basis. And then they had um, another contributor, Jaleel Holt, who also had 23 points in that loss to Northview. Um, a lot of young players in, in this game on South Christian side. Uh, they have a very exciting freshman, Carson Viss. Um, he's a pretty athletic kid and he looks like he's going to be, you know, an instant impact guy just in his freshman year. So not too often you see that around here. So that will be um, an exciting one. What games, Nolan, do you uh, plan on attending uh, early this week? Yeah, there's not as many great games down here this week. On Tuesday, I'm thinking about going to a, a small school matchup of Hartford and Comstock. There's a couple of teams I'm probably not going to be able to see the rest of the year. So I might as well just see them now. The only other really good games around here are Porter Central at Gold Lake or Kalamazoo Christian at Hackett, and those are just average for the most part. But so I'll probably be at Comstock Hartford on Tuesday. Awesome. Um, on Friday, I will be at East Kentwood High School as they host Forest Hills Central. Uh, Forest Hills Central looks like they'll be a top ten team throughout this season, as I at least expect them to be. Um, Jacob Bonnet, one of the the better guards in the area. He's coming off of a 29-point performance over four Hills Eastern and their win. Um, and they have another uh, great athlete. He's a, a f- 
Ferris State football commit and Connor Milton. Um, he's a consistent contributor for them last year. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see Forest Hill Central and they are another piece of that absolutely loaded OK White. You know, you, you talk about Northview, Forest Hill Central, Grand Rapids Christian. Um, you, you can't count out East Grand Rapids and Forest Hill's Northern, of course. So that's going to be, um, in my opinion, the top to bottom, the best division in the OK Conference this year. So I'm excited to see um, a team that should be in the thick of that race. Then East Kentwood, a uh, little bit of an unknown as they kind of seem to be um, almost every year, but, um, you know, they always are stacked with talent. Um, so we'll see how East Kentwood comes out and what is Rob, uh, apologize for not pronouncing this correctly, Rob Rofel's uh, first season um, coaching East Kentwood. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Um, yep, he's uh, the interim coach there, stepped okay. in for Anima for this season. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see if, uh, you know, that style of play if that uh, kind of takes a new direction under his under his home or if it kind of goes in a different way. Uh, do you have any other games uh, you want to briefly uh, mention uh, this, that you're going to be talking about or going to this upcoming week? Yeah, there's a, there's a few games down here on Thursday, so I'm going to check out one on Thursday. My, the options are Port of Central at Madawan, which is a decent uh, – Smack matchup that's their conference and then another one goal lake at Kalamazoo Central two of the better teams down here but Kalamazoo Central seems to be head and shoulders ahead of most teams so they might blow goal lake out but you never know and then uh, White Pigeon at Centerville is two really small schools down here that could be competing for the conference title there in the Southwest 10 conference so I might head down there. Cool. Has um, Kalamazoo Central uh, have they I guess made a, a deep run since back in their heyday of like the late 2000s early 2010s when they were into like a couple of final fours and won a couple of state championships yeah i believe they made the elite eight with isaiah livers on the team uh okay. was that probably four or five years back when i think they lost to xavier tillman's team in grand Rapids christian okay yeah um, yeah i briefly do remember that yeah mm -hmm. that should be an exciting game um comes central is you know one of the premier programs in the state so should be a good one well, uh, do you want to transition into uh, your power rankings and, and talk about um, maybe you can give a, a brief recap of how the season started and then um, how they've, uh, I guess, updated after the first week? Yeah, for sure. So for the OK Conference, I'm still sticking with most of the guys that I had at the top last week, like Catholic Central still staying number one. I mean, they won, they won their game. It was close, but they won. And Muskegon's still at two. They, they did not play last week. They're idle. And then Northview's still at three. The Wyoming by 10. It's fair enough. Grand Haven's at four. They won their one game against Reese Puffer, who's an underrated team. I got them just outside the top 20 this week. And then Unity Christian, five. They played a couple tough games. They played uh, Calvin Christian. Only beat them by two on Friday. Yeah, I think and Calvin Rockford, a tough team, too. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin Christian's underrated. They return a lot from last year. They're 0-2, but they played some tough games. They played Holland Christian and Unity Christian. Those aren't easy matchups. That's just going to help them, um, you know, going forward as they break into their conference play as well. Yeah, for sure. And the Silver, the Silver's not that difficult of a conference. They're, they'll, be, they'll be pretty close to the top there. I know North Point's all right, too, this year. Yeah. I got Rockford at six. They won both their games. Close ones, though. Then I moved Grand Rapids Christian up from 10 to 7 because they had a pretty good week. Beating South Christian's a good win to start the year. And obviously they played Catholic Central very tough on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised with, um, you know, uh, 
the level of, I guess, fearlessness that they kind of showed in that Catholic Central game. They really, um, you know, they looked like, um, you know, they they wanted that Catholic Central game badly and came out just firing without any hesitation. And, you know, that's what you got to do to to beat a team that has the elite talent that Catholic Central has. And, um, yeah, they had their chances, but I think that's a, you know, you, you never want to talk about moral victories, but that's definitely definitely one that you can build off of. Yeah, for sure. And then at number eight, I got Forest Hill Central. They won their one game against uh, Forest Hill Eastern rivalry matchup. They won by eight. They moved up one to number eight. South Christians at nine. They're dropping one spot. They they did lose to Grand Rapids Christian, but they beat Hound Christian by uh, 13 on Friday. That was a pretty good win. And at 10, I got West Catholic. They played one game against Sparta and beat them by a lot, but it's not a very difficult victory. And then over at 11, I got West Ottawa. They're 0-1 and dropped them four spots. They did lose to Zeeland West on a buzzer beater three on Friday in their lone game. Still a pretty senior-led and strong team, so I think they'll be able to bounce back. Not going to hang hang up on one early loss in the season. Definitely. And then I got Covenant Christian at 12. They played one game and lost to uh, Unity Christian. And then Zeeland West is at 13. They won their one game against uh, West Ottawa. They moved up a few spots. I know they returned some decent guys from last year, especially their best player, uh, Merritt Alderink, who hit the buzzer beater against West Ottawa. So they're definitely a team to watch, kind of a sleeper. And we got Godwin at 14. They didn't play last week, but as we've talked about, they're playing on Saturday. We'll see them at the Cornerstone Tournament. And then 15, we got Hudsonville. And they won their one game in, uh, I believe, double overtime against East Grand Rapids. Okay. Uh, Mason Dykes have dropped 30 points. Saw that. That's a... It's a tough week for East Grand Rapids, but, you know, we schedule powerful programs that, you know, have a lot of talent. That's it's going to help them in that gauntlet of the OK White, and they'll be OK. Um, you know, solid pieces on that team, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. be too worried about that 0-2 start if I were the, the Pioneers. Yeah, it's good to get tested early. That's why I got them at 16. I just dropped them two spots, even though they're 0-2. It doesn't matter. They're still clearly one of the better teams in the area, despite the record. Right. And then at 17, I got East Kentwood, who did not play last week. And then at 18, we got Holland Christian dropping a few spots due to that 13-point loss against South Christian. They did beat Calvin and Christian in a close one, who I have at 19. Calvin Christian is also 0-2, but like we talked about, they've, they've played some tough games. School's bigger than them, getting prepared for the rest of the season. And then at 20, we got Wyoming, who played one game and lost to Northview, but they were up in that game at one point. They got some solid pieces this year. Yeah, the, the OK Green is going to be interesting. You know, you mentioned Zeeland West um, and then Muskegon. Um, and you throw in, you know, a team like Wyoming, um, some high-level basketball. And I think, you know, Muskegon's obviously the, the favorite to take home the, the green, but it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy road for them. There's going to be, you know, a lot of competitive matchups, um, you know, on a weekly basis in that league. Yeah, even Reese Puffer, they got some good underclassmen. They're definitely a team to watch out for too in that conference. Yep. So, so that's uh, that's the OK side. Um, do yep. you do you uh, do you have a rankings update for Southwest Michigan? Yep, I got that one down too. A little less changes in there, but uh, for the bigger schools, we got Kalamazoo Central at one. They won their one game against Lakeview. Benton at two. They're two and zero, oh, but they didn't really play anybody that tough. They played Fenville and the uh, Grand Rapids Angels. And we got Coldwater at three. They're one and zero. Penfield at four. They're remaining at four at two and zero. 
Skull Lakes remaining at five with one and oh, and then I moved up Lakeshore to number six. They're two and oh. They they won a really low scoring matchup on Friday, thirty two to twenty nine against Portage Central. They won their first game against South Haven. They're two and oh. They lost but they lost a lot of pieces from last year. So I was kinda interested to see what would happen this year. They had uh, their best player transferred over to Benton Harbor. Had a couple other all conference players graduate. And uh, number seven, I got Parchment. They they upset Schoolcraft, a uh, team who made it all the way to the Final Four last year. Beat them on Friday, which was a little bit surprising. Hmm. And I got BC Lakeview at eight. And they they lost that one game to uh, Kalamazoo Central. Got at Sego at nine. They did win that Port of Central game, but losing it to Wajik at home is a tough one. And then number ten, I got Edwardsburg, who is also one and one, and they play out of the Wolverine Conference, just like at, at Sego. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then transition to the smaller schools. And this was a tough decision, but I'm keeping Schoolcraft at number one over Kalamazoo Christian, despite them losing to the Parchment. It's just, it's one game early in the season. Schoolcraft's a really talented team. They have some really good players on there. DeGroote, both the Rixies. So I think, I think they'll be fine. I know they have some tough games coming up. They're going to play Hudsonville in a Cornerstone tournament over Christmas break. Then they'll play either Puamo or Forest Hill Central the next time at the Cornerstone Tournament. Those will be two really difficult games for them. So, I mean, eventually they'll play Kalamazoo Christian, and that's how I'll be able to settle this ranking here. Sure. That'll be, those will be huge games. Then I got uh, Centerville at three. They're moving up one. Fenville's dropping to four after losing to Kelloggsville and Benton Harbor. Losing to Benton Harbor is nothing, but losing to Kelloggsville, I would have liked to win that one. And then uh, these next three teams haven't even played yet, so they're staying idle. Uh, Kasopolis at five, White Pigeon at six, and Brandywine at seven. Got Lawton at eight. They went 1-0 last week. They're moving up a spot. New Buffalo is moving up to nine. They beat Sturgis. They're, New Buffalo is a D4 team, so they're really small, and they beat a D1 team on the road on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So that was a big win for them. And then rounding out the rankings is Bronson at 1-0. And that's all, that's all we got for those rankings updates this week. Awesome. Um, well, that sounds, you know, that sounds great. Uh, be sure to uh, stay tuned for uh, me and Nolan's, you know, content that we'll be providing this week. Um, I'll have, uh, you know, game recaps for both of the games that I'm uh, attending. And then I'll have a little bit of a, a cornerstone preview uh, article that'll come out um, probably Thursday or Friday. Um, and if you guys want to stay tuned on what we're doing uh, on the day day to day basis, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at dzone underscore Tate. You can find Nolan at Nolan U underscore seventeen. That's correct, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Uh, so yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review to wherever you are listening to your podcasts. You guys have a good one.